Well, greetings and uh, welcome to the crossroad. My name is Tepo Mafata and welcome to the crossroad. And uh, not feeling very well today, but as the scriptures say, the word of God should be preached in season and out of season. We have seen in the last two messages, the messages that we've actually been dealing with, um, in John 10, I think I think the message or the, the, the summary message of John 10, the, the passage that we were looking at, showed us that there is a group of people that have been chosen by God, the Father, and given to Jesus Christ. And, and, and this group of people is the only people or group of people that Jesus will die for. And it is the only group of people that Jesus will give eternal life to. And we also saw in that passage that this group of people does not only include Jews, but it includes non-Jews as well, or Gentiles, as, 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 as it has been referred to in the Bible. And what we also saw in John 10 is that there are people that will not form part of this group. And those people will be characterized by their unbelief. Um, the fact that they did not believe in Jesus Christ showed that they were not part of those people that were selected by God the Father and given to Jesus Christ. Meaning, they are not those that Jesus Christ will die for and Jesus Christ will give eternal life to. And then the same thing com com continued in our second message in John 6. The passage that we read, again, summarized message of that is that uh, Jesus said once more that the reason for the unbelief of people was that they were not drawn by the Father. Is that the reason they don't believe in Him is because the Father had not drawn them to Him. And He says that all those that the Father will draw to Him will believe in Him and He will raise them up on the last day. And he, he went further, Jesus Christ, explaining that by being drawn means being taught by the Father. Um, pretty much quoting Jeremiah 31 and, 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 and so on. And he pretty much says that, that unless God has taught you, unless you have learned from God, you will not come to him to, to, so in faith. So we have now seen in both those passages, that there is a group of people that God has selected, and he has selected and given to Jesus Christ, and once he gave them to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ's task, if I may put it that way, is to die for these people, is to give them eternal life, and it is to raise them on the last day. Now, we, we also saw that in John 6, when Jesus Christ was speaking about raising them on the last day and, 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 and so on, that he was also referring to giving them eternal life. So the, the summarizing message between John 10 and John 6 pretty much tells us that there is a group of people that God has chosen and this group of people has been given to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ will die for them. Jesus Christ will give them eternal life. And these people will be raised on the last day.
Now we know that this group of people does not involve every single person on earth. Because in both passages, there are those that did not believe. And Jesus gave a reason for their unbelief to be that they are not part of those that have been chosen and drawn by the Father to Him. Now I want us today to answer this question, but now, when did God, or how did God choose these people? When did God choose this group of people that he has given to Jesus Christ? How did he do that? And today's message centers around that. I, I'm, I'm, uh, Paul in Ephesians, which is where we will be today, answers that very question. And I want us to go to that right now. And as I've indicated, well, I want us to look at Ephesians. Just let's look at it from chapter 1, from verse 1 up to verse, verse 6. Now, in this passage, Paul is writing. He calls himself an apostle. I don't think there's any dispute that Paul is an apostle. And he says that he's an apostle of Christ Jesus, not of anyone, but of Christ Jesus. And he says he became an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. So it is not because he found Jesus to be uh, making sense. He found Jesus to be uh, better than all other people he could have chosen. No, he became an apostle of Jesus Christ because it was God's will. And he says here that he's writing to the saints who are in Ephesus. Now, saints refers to those that are set apart, those that are holy. Now, there's some distance as to whether um, Paul meant that the Ephesians Christians were actually holy. My understanding is that if he meant that they were holy, he would have meant that holy designate. In other words, holy because they have believed in Jesus Christ. Holy because they have uh, uh, put their faith in Jesus Christ. And the end result of their faith in Jesus Christ is that they will be declared holy, as you will see as we go through now, uh, uh, through, through the rest of this of this passage. So the saints here refers to those that are set apart by God, those that are holy. And not only holy, but they are also faithful in Christ Jesus Christ. So they are, they are saints they are being set apart. It's also being reflected in their faithfulness, which is most of the time what is lacking in, 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 in most of us who call themselves Christians. In that we, this part here, we, we, proclaim, we proclaim that we have been set apart for Jesus Christ. We proclaim that we have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ and that our sins have been taken away, hence holy, in inverted commas, Hands holy, and but the, the faithful side of it, the obedient side of it, is, is is lacking. But again, that is part of being a Christian, and and this is part of what we call sanctification. So Paul is writing to those Christians who are in Ephesus, and he says to them, "Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ," which is a typical Pauline greeting. So we now know from verses one and two that Paul is the one that wrote Ephesians. Secondly, he's an apostle. Thirdly, he's an apostle of Christ Jesus. Fourthly, 
is an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And we know that he's writing to the saints or Christians who are in Ephesus who are also faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, when we go to verse 3, when we go to verse 3, you will see here that in verse 3, he starts with this word, blessed. Now, blessed here means praiseworthy. Praiseworthy be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not any God, but the God who is also the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is praiseworthy. Why? Because he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So, Paul is saying here that God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, is praiseworthy. And is praiseworthy because he has blessed them, the Ephesians, Christians, Paul included, because he's using the word us here, in Christ with every, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Nothing was left out. All spiritual blessings in the heavenly places were given to the saints, those that are set apart and those that are faithful in Christ Jesus. And it is God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who is praiseworthy, who has bestowed, who has placed upon, who has given in Christ all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places to these Christians. What are those spiritual blessings? Paul from verses 4 to verse 14 pretty much explains what these spiritual blessings are. But bear in mind that all these spiritual blessings that have been given to Christians have been given to Christians in Christ. You will see how this comes back throughout this passage this in Christ. Look at here in verse 4. In Him that is in Christ. Through Jesus Christ. Look at here in verse 7. In Him. Look at here in verse 11. In Him. Look at here in verse 13. In Him. So it is clear that Paul, for the, from verse 4 to 11, is pretty much telling us what these spiritual blessings that have been given by God to the Christians in Christ are. And in verse 4, he starts with the first one. He says, pretty much, Praise would be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in, in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, to an extent that, even as he chose us in Christ, in him, so he has blessed us even as he chose us in him. Now, this us here is the same us that is here, and it is referring to Paul and the saints in Ephesus. Those are the ones who have been blessed by God the Father with every spiritual blessings by firstly being chosen in Christ when before the foundation of the world. For what? That we should be holy and blameless before God, before Him. This is the first spiritual blessing that God has blessed the saints in Ephesus, the Christians, including Paul, including you and me, if we are Christians. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places by firstly choosing us 
in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before God. That was the reason why God chose us. Those that he chose here in verse 11, which is those that he has blessed, he chose with the sole purpose that these people that I am choosing, they are going to be holy and blameless before God. So knowing that God is all-powerful, knowing that he cannot make a plan and fail to do it, these people that have been chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, meaning before anything existed, before this world that we know existed, these people that have been chosen will end up being holy and blameless before him. Now, if you are holy and blameless before God, that means you will go to heaven. Because it is exactly the type of people that enter heaven. Those that are holy and blameless before God. If there's nothing that God can point to in you that says you are not blameless, you are not holy, then God, based on his own justice, will allow you in heaven. So God chose these people before the foundation of the world that you, the people I have chosen, will be holy and blameless before me. Now, if God has planned that, and if God has decided that, then the end result is these people will be holy and will be blameless before him. Now, it is important to note here as well that these people were chosen before the foundation of the world. Now, that means these people did not even exist when they were chosen. They had nothing to do with, this, with the choice that God has made. They had nothing to do with that. They were not even there. The world was not even there. God had not yet even created us as people when he made this choice. He sat down and he said, I am going to create a people and out of these people that I'm going to create, I am going to choose these specific ones and at the end of this choice of mine, the intention is these that I choose will become holy and blameless. This was before the world was created. This was before any one of us was created. God had already chosen the people that are going to be holy and blameless before him. And because, and now, now verse 4 here ends with this in love, but it continues pretty much in, in, in verse 5. Because of his love that he had already had for us, even before we were created, because of his love, he predestined us. He determined beforehand. He decided beforehand that we, us, here's the same us again, us here, us there, and us there. We're still talking about the Christians. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ again, the blessings are in Christ Jesus. So through Jesus Christ, we were adopted, predestined to be adopted as sons. So God decided 
beforehand, before we, we even existed, before we could have any say in it, he decided beforehand that these people that I have chosen to be holy and blameless before me will also be adopted as my sons through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. It was not according to the purpose of any other person, any other creature. It was according to the purpose of his will. Nothing outside God influenced him to make these decisions. When he decided to choose us in Christ Jesus, before we were even created, to be holy and blameless before him, when he decided beforehand that we will be adopted as sons, his sons through Jesus Christ, nothing outside him influenced him to do that. It was according to the purpose of his will. And we'll soon see in verse 6 what was that purpose. This is very profound. Because we see here Paul telling us that as Christians, we have been blessed by God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been blessed in Jesus Christ. The center and the beginning and the access that we have to these blessings is through Jesus Christ. The same thing that has been said in John 10 that these people have been chosen and given to Jesus Christ because it is through Jesus Christ that all these spiritual blessings in heavenly places can be accessed. It is when the Father draws you to Jesus Christ that you are able to believe in Him and then have access to these spiritual blessings. The reason why those of Jesus' sheep could hear him and could follow him is because they had been chosen before the foundation of the world in him and predestined for adoptions as sons through him. These the Father created and chose that these will hear Jesus Christ's voice will follow Jesus Christ and this was decided before the foundation of the world. This was not decided before that. It was decided before the foundation of the world. That is the reason why Jesus says all those that the Father has given me will come to me because it has been the Father's choice before the foundation of the world, that there will be a group of people that will be holy and blameless before him, that will be adopted as sons. And these are the people that Jesus refers to in John 10 and in John 6, and in John 6 as those that will come to him, as those that will hear his voice. That is the reason why he can say that you do not believe me because you are not of my sheep. Because he knows that those have not been chosen by the Father to be holy and blameless before him. There are those that have not been determined or predestined to be adopted as sons to him. 
those that have been chosen before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before God, those that have been predestined by God before the foundation of the world to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ, will hear Jesus' voice. Jesus will give them eternal life and Jesus will raise them on the last day. But those that are not part of his sheep, those that the Father has not drawn, those the Father has not chosen before the foundation of the whole, will not end up being holy and blameless, will not be adopted as sons, and as a result, will not believe in him. God's sovereignty in salvation is throughout scripture. The reason why we believe has nothing to do with us. The reason why we believe has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with God and he did that according to the purpose of his will. What was that will? To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. The whole point of choosing us before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him, the point of predestining us as adoption for, for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ was so that we can give praise and glory to his grace and ultimately to him. To praise him for the glorious grace that he has bestowed upon us. Grace because we do not deserve it. Not merit because we deserved it. Grace because it's a favor. The point is, once that we are Christians, we shouldn't be saying, but why is God not choosing everyone? We should instead be saying, thank you, Father, for your grace. Praise be to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We should be saying, you are praiseworthy. We should be thanking him for his glorious grace, for choosing us. Instead of thanking him and praising him for his glorious grace, we are questioning why he did not just choose the next person? Why did he choose only us? Instead of giving him the thanks, instead of giving him the glory for bestowing upon us what we did not even deserve, instead we question him for why he did not choose the next person but chose us. Why did he choose us? and not the next person. If you have followed John 10 message that I did, and you have followed the John 6 message that I did, now listening to this message should put everything together and realize that God is in charge of salvation plan, and God is the one who has determined the beginning and end of the salvation plan, and that there are people that have been chosen by God before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in Jesus Christ, to be adopted and sons, as God's sons, through Jesus Christ, so that those people that have been chosen, those people that have been predestined, can give thanks and praise to God for his glorious grace that he has given us among those that he has loved.
scripture doesn't have to say things that are comfortable to us. We are not saved because we chose to believe. We are saved because God chose us and gave us to Jesus Christ. And once we are given to Jesus Christ, Jesus raises us up on the last day. Jesus gives us eternal life. This passage of scripture, verses 4 and 5, cannot be interpreted any other way. God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He chose us. He, God, chose us in Jesus Christ before we even existed, before even the world existed, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. And that is exactly what's going to happen. He also predestined us, determined beforehand, decided beforehand that we will be adopted as sons of God through Jesus Christ. And that was done according to the purpose of His will, not according to our will. So that we in turn can praise God for His glorious grace. So let us not continue to question to question why God has not chosen the next person. Let us be thankful that God has chosen us. Let us be thankful that God has chosen us even though we did not deserve it. Let us be thankful that at the end of the salvation plan, you and I, who believe in Jesus Christ, who have put their trust only in Jesus Christ, will be holy and blameless before God and will be adopted as sons to Jesus Christ. Let us in turn do what we are supposed to do because of that, because we are supposed to praise and glorify God for His grace. Let us glorify God for His grace instead of questioning God. Now, no one can say that He was chosen because He did something good in front of God. No one. Not a single one of us can take credit. Not a single one of us can take credit for what God has done. Our salvation rests solely on what God has done before the foundation of the world. Before we even were created. Before this world as we know it was created, God chose us that we are going to be holy and blameless before Him. That we are going to be adopted as sons. His sons in Jesus Christ. Now John 10 
and John 6 makes a lot of sense. This is how God chose us. This is how God chose a group of people that he gave to Jesus Christ, that he draws to Jesus Christ, and these are the same group of people that Jesus Christ will die for, give eternal life, make holy and blameless, and lead to what's been adopted as sons. So it is the Father who chooses who is going to be holy and blameless before him. It is the Father who chooses who is going to be pre uh, adopted as his son. And once he has made that choice, he takes those people and he gives them to Jesus Christ and he says, Jesus Christ, give them eternal life. That is why Jesus Christ can say, all those that the Father has given me will come to me. You do not believe me because you have not been drawn by the Father, because you are not of my sheep. My sheep will hear my voice. He can be so confident because he knows he was there. He was there. When the Father chose us to be holy and blameless, when the Father predestined us to be adopted as his sons, that is why he can make that claim. That is why he can say that and say that with confidence. Because what God has decided will come to pass. No one is stronger or greater than God. So salvation did not come by the will of man. But salvation came by the will of God. So there are people in this world, past present and future that have been chosen by God to be holy and blameless and to be holy and blameless and to be adopted as sons and those people will be holy and blameless and will be adopted as sons but there are those that will not those that have not been chosen by God those that have not been predestined will not And those are the same people that will not believe in Jesus Christ. Those are the same people that will reject Jesus Christ. This morning I want to challenge you, if you are a Christian, to thank God and praise Him for your salvation. And not think that you can do anything to merit that salvation. If your church teaches that there's something that you need to do to earn salvation, ask them to explain this verse to you. If your pastor or whoever is in charge tells you that you need to obey the law to earn salvation, ask them to explain this to you. Ask them to harmonize John 10, John 6, and Ephesians. And let them tell you how you can earn salvation. And how is it possible that you could have earned it? Ask them to explain that to you. My friend, I'm telling you this morning cannot end salvation. Salvation is God's plan. God chooses, Jesus dies for, gives eternal life, 
and the Holy Spirit calls, convicts, and guides. This is the role that the Godhead has taken in salvation and it has nothing to do with us. Nothing. The question is, why then bother? What's the point? What's the point? I mean, if God is going to choose who is going to believe, then you know why should I bother? Why should I bother? I can just live the way I want. It doesn't matter what happens in it, because after all, it is God who decides. And whether I live a sinful life or I don't live a sinful life, at the end, if I'm one of the chosen, I will be holy, I will be blameless, and I will be adopted. So, why must I bother? Isn't it the question? But I can tell you now that the answer to that question is the following. Once the Father has drawn you, the day that God decides, I have chosen you before the foundation of the world and this is the right time for you to be drawn to Jesus Christ. He will teach you as Jesus said in John 6 will happen. You will learn from him and you will no longer want to sin against God. Before you have been drawn to the Father, to Jesus Christ, before the Father has called you to Him, before the right time, there is no difference between you and those that have not been chosen in terms of lifestyle. But once the Father draws you, you are no longer the same person. You are a different person. And you will no longer want to sin will hate sin just like God hates sin. You will want to praise Him. You will love Him. You will want to obey Him. For now, pray to God for mercy. We don't know who are the chosen ones. So our job is to preach the word of God to the whole world. And those that God has chosen will at the right time hear God's and Jesus' voice and will follow him. But it has to be at the time designated by God, not at our time. But is it is it not unfair that God has chosen others to go to heaven and allowed others to go to hell? Well, the answer to that will be in our next message. Thank you very much for joining The Crossroad. And once more, I plead with you to share these messages. Share these messages with your friends, family, and please subscribe to the channel. I want to thank you for watching and God bless. Amen.